Pluto. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the official episode of the Movie Trivia Schmodown. Welcome to the Schmodown Rundown. The graphic is up. The graphic is up because you know what's about to go down. This is spoiler alert territory. And the boat is steering the ship solo tonight. Oh, yes. We're about to break down what we just saw. Uh-oh. We're about to break down the throw down that just went down. Rest in peace to DMX. The rundown begins now. What's up, everybody? My name is The Boat, Brad Gilmore. You also might know me as the commissioner of the FCL. I love saying that. I'm a commissioner. You know what I mean? I never thought I'd be a commissioner, but I'm a commissioner and we're going to be talking about what we just witnessed moments ago, an uh, event that's actually still currently going on, I believe, at this time. Uh, we're having some post-match interviews, but chat, chat, let's light it up. I mean, what are we thinking right now? Uh, Destiny Hero says the boat. Haskell420 says yes, spoilers. And here we go. I'm going to play something for you all. So, spoiler alert territory. I'm going in. I'm going in. And as Lil Wayne and Drake once said, I'm going to go hard. Look, Frank Janish isn't here today, so it's going to be rap references aplenty. Rest in peace to DMX. Get at me, dog. Um, here we go. Here we go. This is spoiler territory. Spoiler alert territory. You ready for this? This is the result of the match that we just witnessed. The title match. This is all I got to say. The fact of the matter is this, on the five time, five time, five time, five time, five time. Movie trivia schmodown. Now can you dig that? Yes, he did it. Dangerous Dan Merle came through in the clutch for the, not the first time, not the second time, not the third time, not the fourth time, but the fifth time in his illustrious career. And for the first time in history, a man has held the title on five separate occasions. Dangerous Dan Merle defeating Adam the Coyote Collins, handing Adam Collins' first loss. This man was on, we're getting, it, we're getting into it in the, at the very beginning of the show here. This man was on the precipice of greatness. Was, was, uh, was Adam the Coyote Collins. He could have been the first man to get those Ocho wins, like ESPN 8, the Ocho. But there was one person in his way, and I said it last night. I said it, I think, on backstage, although I was suffering from a, from second dose of COVID symptoms, so I don't even know what I said on that show. I don't even remember Tuesday, to be honest with you. I hope you all enjoyed the FCL. I don't even remember what happened. You never bet against Dan Merle. Point blank, period. You can't do it. And I will say, although I selected Damroll to win this match, there were some shaky moments. There were some shaky moments. And I guess your confidence level in Dan Merle just depended on, I guess you could say, your point of view. Right? It depended on your point of view coming into the match. And I feel as though... If we're going to talk about this thing from all angles, we're going to talk about the event that was this evening. Frank Janish isn't here. And, you know, honestly, let me let me hit the applause so we can all celebrate. Uh, it's a rare occasion for Frank Janish to not be here. And, you know, we love Frank. Well, everybody except for Roxy Stryer. However, I did decide to call somebody in. And this is a crossover that people weren't expecting. And it is our Great Scott moment of the night. Can I get a Great Scott? Great Scott! Joining me right now, for the first time, I believe, on the Schmodown Rundown, at least with the two of us, he is a handsome man from Northern California. The only thing that sucks about him is he's a Kings fan. He is Jake Berlin. What's that's going on, Jake? Way, that's the way you introduce me. That's that, the way I introduce you. Come on, man. What's going on? Thank you for inviting me. No, man. Thank you for doing this. I know I know. I hit you up last minute, but I figured um, 
you're you're a member of the Schmodown Media. You know, I am the Schmodown Media, <laughs> and I, I felt like that you and I could talk about what we just saw. Man, this was a this was a hell of an event. Uh, first off, um, I mean, Stacey Howard, Kevin Smith, awesome, but we got to start at the main event. Dangerous Dan Merle, the five-time MTS champion, Jake Berlin. What's your immediate reaction? I am. My heart is still pounding. Like I am. It's on in the background still. I got the post going on and everything like that. But uh, I have never experienced a match quite like that. And it's funny because there weren't a ton of missed questions, obviously. But that's what made it so exciting. Like it was so intense from the get go. Right. Dan misses the very first question. And then you have that speed round question, which, you know, right the second he answered it, he realized that he wasn't he was wrong. It's just the ups and downs, the flows of the game. This was like the perfect example, of like what a championship match should be like. Um, it's still mind blowing. Like it, I'm still trying to get over it, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, but okay, this is what I want to start off with. We're <clears> going to talk about this match. I mean, who'd you have coming into it? Who did you I, pick? I picked Dan. I picked okay, Dan. you picked Dan, yeah. and you picked Dan just based on his past pedigree of being Dan. That Lee. that, and I have him in fantasy showdown. <laughs> Y'all are killing me with this fantasy showdown stuff. That's what I all I saw in the chat. Yeah, fifth round was stressful as uh, <clears throat> as the chat is saying. But when you were watching, you had Dan. I picked Dan. Not that I had a really a dog in the hunt, but I just picked Dan Merle. First question out of the gate, Dan misses. Yeah. Then I believe th does Dan burn two JTEs? He burns in the, two in the first round, and yeah. he and if I'm not mistaken, he missed the third question too. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I mean, he was down by two. I mean, Adam Collins misses a question as well. Mm -hmm. Um, so there was no perfect game or no perfect round there. But for Dan Merle to miss two questions. In round one, scoring six points, burning two JTEs. What's going on in your mind? Because this isn't a three-rounder. This is a five-rounder, right? That, so that was, those, J, those JTEs can be very beneficial to you, especially in that fifth round. It's exactly what I was thinking. The first thing that came to mind goes, okay, there's four rounds left. There are still four rounds of Schmodown left in this match. Um, oh, hey, Molly. Um, yeah, I, I'm i shocked. I, I'm, I'm quite shocked that that's how it went down. I mean – Look, let's be honest. Dan missing the first question is rare in itself. Then you do a three, the third question as well, plus burning two JTEs. I've never seen a first round like that ever from him. Um, for him to even have a chance in this match is crazy. Uh, but that's just what he does. He's the GOAT for a reason. Like, you, you can never doubt him even when things like that happen. Yeah, no, I mean, you, you, I didn't doubt him, but I just, based off what we saw from match number one, I mean, yeah. perfect yeah. throughout, we were expecting, I mean, I saw, I saw Twitter. I saw different after shows. I saw the, the live chat saying this is going into overtime. This is going to go into sudden death again. This is going to be an exact repeat. They're going to yeah. pick up right where they left off. And it's just so interesting that the match, their first match, ended on a Dan Merle miss, yeah. and then their rematch begins on a Dan Merle miss. Like <laughs> that's I mean, true. It, that's it, true. It, it's a very, it was a very odd thing. You don't see that too much. So as Dan starts to go through it, then we get to the second round. Um, second round is where he's able to tie it up, mm -hmm. getting the courtroom and legal dramas. Although uh, my man Adam the Coyote Collins still calm, cool, collected, getting DreamWorks uh, animated. Animation, DreamWorks animation, I believe. Like yep. firing yep. stuff off about monsters and aliens and and uh, the B-movie. And, you know, just firing on all cylinders. What do you think of Coyote's performance through first two rounds? This dude has no weakness. It is unbelievable watching him answer questions. And it's not even like you said, he gets a question and within five seconds, he's like, oh yeah, it's that. Like it, it seems like it comes so easy to him in DreamWorks, something that we don't see a lot of. Um, he seemed very confident in it and clearly it worked. He went to multiple choice just the once um, and you know, it paid off and he crushed it. I mean, like you said, monsters and aliens and like Mr. Peabody movie and then movies that I have no idea about. And he just answers them like they're the back of his hand. Uh, but again, I should not I should not be so surprised with him. I at this point, we know Adam Collins is Adam Collins, but he proved tonight that like he has the slightest, slightest of uh of misses uh, in his belt. So um I'm not surprised that he that he knocked DreamWorks out of the park, to be honest. So we uh real quick couple of super chats coming in. PLD with the 499. Is this the <laughs> Schmodown rub down? Yeah, that was an unfortunate. Autocorrect. What's the worst autocorrect you've ever had? Oh, God. Um, you know what happens to me is where I say, wait a sec, 
and then it'll say like wait a sec. Yep. That's Hold a big on. big one. And you would think your phone would learn after a while, right? Think Yeah, yeah. But so the other funny thing is uh the float is Lebanese and like in Arabic they say ye like why i why like to everything it's like it's like going like damn but it's like ye ye whatever right so now my phone instead of typing y-o-u it'll type it'll, it'll autocorrect to ye every you time. so it learns the the wrong thing i'm not yeah. trying to say ye i'm trying to say you nevertheless yeah. uh the schmodown rub down yeah that was unfortunate autocorrect and then dagan uh steps it up from pld actually gives a full five dollars not that 99 cents bs and uh, says, what an epic match and event. A big rule of WrestleMania weekend is something is bound to not go as planned. Cheers to all for hanging in there. Oh, yeah, there were some ups and downs with the with the technology at the beginning, but we all go through that. It was okay, man. It was worth the wait to see. Absolutely. Um, both go three, but bet three points um, in, in round number three. Not surprised. N- not surprised. Um, 1989, they got it right. Major League and uh, what was it? Do the right thing. Was that do the right thing? Yeah, yeah, do the right thing. Not surprised they both went for it. I still, I I love the baseball like, um, code name thing, (laughs) but it's a little silly, is it not? It it is, but it's it's always fun. Like in a match like this where it's obviously intense, it's for a belt. It's always fun to see how fun they really have and what kind of words they're going to come up with. We've obviously seen some crazy ones. Wasn't as crazy tonight, but it it adds a little a little sports element, which I like. So yeah, you know, I'm a baseball guy. So yeah, yeah. Oh, do you remember this thing right over here? Oh, you you, you mean you, okay? Yeah, the one, with the, the one with the asterisks, right? You want the uh, no, no, no. It says the Astros actually. The Astros, you know, who's <laughs> already off to a raucous start. Sands. Uh, hey, I'll give it. I'll give it to you. You guys destroyed us, so it's all good. It's all good. I, I wasn't going to say anything, but I'm glad you brought it up. Um, but but th- they both go perfect there. They both get their threes, or both go get bet three points, get three points. Speed round, interesting. Adam mm-hmm. Collins again, perfect. Yep. Dan but Merle, you had the pass, which I was wondering about. Right, right, right. But then Dan Merle uh, gets the uh, gets gets one wrong in the million dollar baby question. And uh, then again, I'm like, okay, man, now he's down by, it was two, right, going into yep. the fifth round. I'm sweating at this point as a Dan Merle fan. Aren't My heart you? was pounding. My heart was pounding, man. So, so what were you thinking? Do you, th- did, you did you think it was a wrap at this point? No, I didn't, I didn't think it was a wrap. I knew that it being a, a title shot, seeing how their last match went, there were going to be some good questions for, for the final round. Um, obviously, it all, it all depends on what you land on. Um, and there's always a chance, you know, Dan just has to, he has to answer his questions and then Adam has to do the same. Um, obviously two points at that point is, is tough. Cause you think that Adam's going to get his two and his three. So it all comes down to that five, which it ended up coming down to his five, but, uh, that fourth round. Yeah, I, it was, it was intense. Um, we, we, we were actually recording a reaction during the match and, uh, it's funny cause they both, kind of misstepped on the same question. It was the fighter question, Amy Adams. Fighter, um, fighter. I said million dollar baby. Yeah, same thing. Well, the funny thing is, is that you, you clearly we could see that Dan was thinking million dollar baby when that when that question was answered. Um, luckily, it didn't come back to haunt him. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I can never count him out. He's the GOAT. And at any point in time, if you're only two points away, there's always a shot. It's always a two, shot. Two points is definitely, you know, uh, punching distance to use yeah. a, uh, a striking distance, rather, yeah. to use a, a boxing reference. But... When he goes into it, and then this is where I'm really nervous, is when Dan gets to his three. And his three was the family films, Nanny Diaries. And here was, here was the thing. The, by the way, where, where's my air horn? Do I have an air horn here? I have it somewhere. I wouldn't right be surprised if you do. Oh, wait, hold on. Wrong one, wrong one, wrong one. Um, you know what? I can't find the air horn, so I'm just going to give this one for PJ Campbell tonight. Give us some Roni, brother. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> PJ Campbell came through. And, I uh, love it. Love I it. I mean, all his questions were great. The hashtag Schmodown Rubdown from Jeremiah Morris. We appreciate your $5. Um, he came through with the questions. The questions were all good, but I thought this one was specifically good because a lot of the times you think if you give all those extra clues in a question, it's going to make the question easier. Yeah. In this instance, I actually thought that it made it more difficult when he added the little sprinkle of which MCU actress. 
for some reason, that made it harder. Because as the question was being asked, I was like, I don't know, MCU actress. And for some reason, Scarlett Johansson isn't the first name that I go to when I think MCU actress. See, that's funny. I that's she's the first name I think of, but she's not the first name I would have thought of for that movie. The nanny that I would have never expected Scarlett Johansson to be in a movie called The Nanny Diaries, and I guess I just yeah. haven't seen all of her movies, obviously. But yeah, it it was a very specifically great worded question. Like you said, the more context clues, the more confusing it got. Uh, and he was clearly stumped, and he clearly just kind of threw a name out there that first came to mind. And luckily for him, it was a total knockout of the park. <laughs> it, it, it was. I mean, but this is where I thought also the only having the one repeat left was going to be, uh, yeah. you know, a, a death nail because he yeah. needed this question. There was no if, ands, or buts about it. He needed yep. to essentially, and he knew he needed to hit his two, his three, and his five in order to be in this thing. He hits all of those, but when he just goes, uh, you know, Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> yeah, I mean. I don't know if he thought that he was right. Obviously, he didn't, but when he, he just throws it out there, gets it, and then it puts the pressure on Adam Collins in that five-point question. I can't even begin to recall. It was something about Alfred Hitchcock's remake of M is for Murder or something like that. Yeah, right? in the 90s, I think it was. In yeah. the 90s. That was a difficult five. As fives go, I thought that was pretty much as five as five can get. Yeah, I mean, look uh, – Adam Collins, to this point in the game, he went perfect. He went to the multiple once, got everything right. Everything looked like a breeze. He used all three of his JTEs. He saved them all for this moment. He still couldn't pull it. Um, and I like, oh, goodness. There we go. Is that a dog? There's a dog. Hey, come here. That yeah. kind of sounded like a dog. Dog's in the background. Um, yeah. No, look. Uh, yeah, it's it's interesting because I obviously don't know what the movie is. I have no idea. I've don't watch any of those movies very much. It's something that I'll probably have to get up on at some point, but um, it was enough of a, a a mind twister to kind of throw him for a loop a little bit, which is the first time we've really seen Adam like that, which is interesting. Um, and he, you know, it's, it's just, it's how the game is. And again, to what you said earlier, PJ crushed it out of the park with these questions. He's making these guys think he's making it be technical, technical about the game. He's making them use all their JTEs. Uh, it's much more than just answering trivia. They got to have a strategy, a strategy to it. Adam played the strategy well, but uh, the three JTs were just not enough at this point. It was too much. Chris Barnes with the uh, five. I think it's British pounds, Jake. I really yes, do, but I'm not I believe sure. So. I believe is, there, so. is there British pounds? Okay, it should be. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was worth staying up to four a.m. for. Oh. Jeez, what a match! And Roca thinks he's the goat. Behave yourself. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Roka, Roka's a, uh, he is a great, but there's only one, the great. Absolutely. Right? Improved it. Improved Emerald's it. the great. He is the greatest. I'm looking through the chat right now. Everybody is, is on fire about this. Uh, Travis says that he said it was a guess. Yeah. I'm talking about that three pointer for yeah. um, Dan Merle. PJ is a champ says Jedi McPimp. Um, great name. Great name. <laughs> Uh, another more love for PJ. PJ and the writing team killed it with the questions tonight. Uh, Jeremy Miller, t hashtag team question writers. Uh, let's see. Logan says that one guy in the Facebook group hoping Dan will lose must be upset. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. So, I mean, I mean, everybody's on fire about this. But when, you know, Adam Collins throws out something, I can't remember what his guess was. And then Dan Merle, we hear, and your new. I mean, what was going through your mind first thing, Jake Berlin? Uh, that one, I, I can't believe he did it. Uh, you know, we obviously talked about how it looked like a little bit of a struggle for him throughout the match, the first round specifically, then obviously the speed round. And at this point, like, look, Adam Collins had been undefeated. He looked like someone who would look unbeatable, um, not not breezing through everybody, but just making looking everything looking a little easy. Um and it just looked like a tough test. It really did. And even though he is the GOAT, even though he is Dan Merle, there is always someone who's going to be a little bit better. That's just the facts. Uh, there will always be someone that is a, just a little bit better than you are, no matter where they are in the world. Um, but luckily tonight, the cards fell in Dan's favor. And yeah, it's it's awesome. I'm super excited for him. I mean, five-time champ. That's crazy. He's been playing the game forever. Um, and to see him you know, go through all of the ups and downs this league has been he's been the one constant and he's won he's won titles in every version of this league 
if you don't give him the GOAT title now, I mean, I don't know what you're thinking. He is right. yeah. bona fide the GOAT. Like, just without a doubt, the GOAT of the movie trivia showdown. I mean, there's no discussion really about it anymore. Um, there, there are greats, but there's only one the great. Um, let me ask you this, though. Now that we're looking into the future, I first, you and I first uh, met at the Spectacular Four yep. in Los Angeles, right? Um, and on that card, we saw Ben Bateman win his first movie trivia showdown championship. We yeah. also saw Dan Merle with John Rocha uh, successfully defend the titles, mm -hmm. right? Now, Dan Merle is teammates with Ben <laughs> Bateman. He is mainly enemies with John Rocha. And still, these same three guys are still in the title picture. Dan Merle is essentially going to play the winner of John Roca, Dan Merle. Yeah. Who do, who do you see coming out of that number one contenders match? Bateman and Roca. Oh, man. That's a tough one. If Roca plays like he did against Liz, I'm going to give him a good shot. But I really do think Ben, after the loss to Dan last year, is probably putting his nose. Losses. Losses, excuse me. Losses. You're That's right. Plural. Correct. I love you, Ben, but I'm just, you know, for, for correct, accuracy. Correct. For I was talking about the most recent one, but Brad likes to throw a little shade out there, so that's fine. That's fine. Um, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> um, but no, I, I really do think that Roca, this this feels like the Roca of old, but almost like a new version of that old Roca. Um, but I, I really do think Ben has taken those losses to heart and really put his mind into studying a little bit differently than he has before. And just like Dan... I do think the dungeon is a great place for him. Uh, the core he has around him, the manager that he has, that that plays a big part. We saw what it's done for Dan. Um, it's a big confidence booster. And as of right now, I'd probably give it a little slightly edge to Ben Bateman. Uh, but I like what Roka's doing so far this year and kind of how he's changed his attitude. I do like this kind of old school Roka we're seeing. Ro Roka, Roka does, yeah, it's a callback. It is a callback to the Roka of old. Um, however, I don't know, man. I don't know. Ben Bateman is so confident. Every time I talk to him, he's like, I'm not missing a question. I'm not going to, yeah. I'm not losing a match. I'm not doing this. Let's see a couple of super chats here. Jill with the $5. What's up, Jill? Uh, I think the only thing scarier than Collins with the belt is Collins in the singles tournament. Uh, yeah, I have to agree with you there. Good luck, y'all. Hashtag corruption. Hi, Jake. Hi, Brad. Hey, Joe. What do you think? What do you think? Yeah, this is, uh, I mean, look, it's it's a bummer that that, you know, he, he lost the belt and it's I know that it's something he wanted to defend, but he gets to go right back into the ring in the singles tournament. when we see it later on this year. Not only does he get to prove himself a little bit more like he did last year, get back to that shot if he does uh, make it all the way through. But that's also big for corruption. That is a lot of points on the table of Adam Collins is in the singles tournament. Uh, if he had won tonight, it would have shot him up to like second place, I believe, with the with the title shot points on the line. Um, but having him in the tournament is just as big. And this also drives him a little bit more. So everyone around him should be just a little scared of him right now. Him in the singles tournament again, almost like, is like, I, I don't know. I don't know how big you are on, on wrestling, but Paul Heyman, who's this advocate for Brock Lesnar, always goes, and that's not a prediction. That's a spoiler. And I almost feel like Adam Collins being in the singles tournament isn't a, you know, it's not prediction that he's going to win. It's a spoiler. I don't know. I mean, anything could happen, especially with the now breadth of talent we have in the yeah. NTS proper. But nevertheless, it's possibility. Jeremiah Morris with the $5 again. Hello, people. Hey, Jeremiah. I'm a big Oyama fan, and he is the only person to not lose a title match to Dan. What does he need to do to get a shot against Dan? He needs to continue to win, right, and get, yeah. back, in the, get back in the saddle. I think that um, I think there's another singles run in Oyama. I agree. He seems to be comfortable in teams, though. I mean, what do you think he's preferring right now? I, I do think, well, I would say before final exams last match, he was right. probably referring teams. Yeah. Uh, I think that last teams match definitely hurt him a little bit. Uh, you could see the frustration on his face. But I will say this, ever since last year, since his turn a little bit and swag with Winston, and uh, you saw, you've seen this different side of Oyama, I think that he is prime for another run. Um, whether or not that is, you know, to the title, I'm not sure, maybe a number one contender shot. But I do like his chances. I mean, beating Bibbs is a good is a good win. That's a really, really good win. Um, you know, maybe it's not on the maybe the win wasn't on the level of something like a Adams or a Collins versus Merle tonight. But if he continues to win, continues to get the matches, get comfortable in the singles again, 
Uh, I do think it's definitely something possible to at least get there. Win, that's a conversation for another day. But to get there, I think it could happen. I, I think that it's I think that it's possible. So we'll see, we'll see what the future holds for Paul Yama. I do want to ask you about Paul Yama here momentarily because we did see him this evening. Uh, Jake, I don't know how, how how much longer I got you for. However, in the email, man. Okay, cool. I appreciate you. Okay, Danny Ramirez says it feels like everything is back to normal with Dan getting the title back. It does feel remnant of last time Dan Merle won the championship was February the 29th, 2020, Atlanta yep. GA. I was there in person. Best match of all time, in my opinion, that I ever saw. The ebbs and flows of that battle between Dan and Ben was incredible. The energy was incredible. The people in Atlanta was was incredible. Molly Damon was in the building. Alex Damon was in the building. Alex Damon's parents were in the building who are literally Georgia peaches. Like, they are some of the nicest, sweetest human beings I think you ever want to meet in your life. And that it does remind me of pre-pandemic times, you know, being in a steakhouse <laughs> with Christian and uh, I think Ben and Roxy and Christian's friend, who is, I think, an orthodontist or something like that. I don't remember. <laughs> one but day, then, Brad, one day. But then you'll enjoy this. I don't know if I've ever said this before. Maybe I have. Right behind us at the table behind us, Chris Bosch. Was nice. right behind us, yes. Nice. And I didn't freak out because I am a basketball fan. A big yep. three. I was a big, big three fan at the time in Miami, even though I was a Rockets guy. And you know what? I kept it cool, Jake. I kept it there real player. There you on go. The way out. No one was speaking to him because they didn't want to be that guy. Yeah. So you know what I said to him on the way out? I said, "You have a great evening." <laughs> <laughs> that's what I said to. And he said, "He said you too, man." So I was like, okay, <laughs> you know, yeah, I kept it, I "Hey, kept that's it. the cool way to do it. That's the cool kept way to cool. do it. Simple, player. clean, simple, right out the building. You're good to go." <laughs> okay, I, I saw another super chat in here. This is from Benjamin Gabriel with the thirty-five. Whoa, no Czar. idea. Ask me. My f- <laughs> two favorite shows combine. Love you both. Okay, I got to figure out what ZAR currency is real quick. Um, but, yo, th- shout out to you, my man. What is ZAR currency? That is South African Rand. Oh, nice. Whoa, people in South Africa are watching the Schmodown. Shout what out time to you. How is it in South Africa right now? It's got to be late. It's got to be late. Early, maybe? Or maybe it's the next day. Yeah, they might be in the future. Who knows, man? Who knows? South Africa. That's Time zone, right? I hear it's beautiful, man. Yeah. I hear same. South Africa is beautiful. Same. Okay. So, um, Dan Merle, five-time champion. We'll see. Ben Bateman. Ben Bateman three would be great. A Roka yeah, would. go would be great. Ah, I don't know. I don't know. Here's the thing, though. I do think that if Ben gets that opportunity, he's not going to waste it. No, I don't think so either. I don't think so. He's going to go so hard in the paint. I don't I don't think it'll be another situation where there's like a major comeback. I think it'll come down to final question, overtime. It's going to be a fight for their lives. Um, it'll be, ooh, 527. That's not bad. It's not bad. It's not too bad. Um, yeah, I, I think it, it's going to be a great match. Uh, it'll, it'll be probably very similar to to what we've seen with, with Adam and Dan. Uh, maybe a little bit more ups and downs. Uh but I, I do think that Dan and Bateman is just as good as Adam and Dan. I mean, the, the three of them together in matches, whoever they play, uh, they're some of the best matches we see in general, period. Yeah, no, I happen, I happen to agree. But you know what? We, I see a super chat here in, in, the, in, the, in the chat. That's where the super chats show up. And I'm going <laughs> to read it here because I think it's a good transition. Molly Damon with the 999 super chat. One penny shy of that 10, Molly, but it's okay. We will hold it against you. No, I appreciate you, Molly. Uh, hashtag view crew. And I'm only, uh, I can only assume that she was referring to the popular long running ABC network television show, the view, which is currently hosted by the incomparable Whoopi Goldberg and Whoopi (laughs) Goldberg played a significant part in the showdown tonight. You see how I've just pieced that one together. Great transition. Great. You know what, man? I, I I do think it was great. That's why you do this job. That's why it's the best show on YouTube. It's the only show that matters. Um, (laughs) Whoopi Goldberg was a was a big category for one Kevin Smith tonight. Kevin Smith, Stacy Howard was going down. Um, I said I said last night that if if Kevin were to win this match, I think that he's like on the fast track to a I guess number one contender's shot. Yeah, I mean he's um, undefeated. He's undefeated, three and zero. Not nothing to shake a stick at, and 
for him to come in here against someone like Stacey Howard, okay, Chris Jericho never played a match, right? Zaflurt and Flaus, was that Zaflurt and Flaus's debut? It was Zaflurt and Flaus, yes. It was Zaflurt and Flaus's debut. So he's going to go up against people who hadn't played the game before. This time you're facing the bracket breaker herself, Stacey Howard, who we saw against Gray Drake, mm-hmm. Eric Zipper, Mark Riley, Mark Ellis. That's a great resume of, yeah. of, of, of solid victories. She's no slouch. She is no slouch. No, Stacey Howard, probably one of just my favorite overall personalities uh, in, in the in the game, just because she brings the energy. She's all lives up to the moniker of sassy. Brings the brings the character, brings the charisma, and you. She's always going to bring the ruckus. She's going to play to a certain level. And this evening, let's just start from the get go. Did you think Stacy was going to take it to Kevin Smith? Because we see Kevin Smith is good, but. We weren't sure how good. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was going to be a great match. I, I thought that she was a really good matchup for him. Um, I, I do enjoy Stacey Howard a lot. I love seeing her back when she's playing. I know that it's you know rare uh, here lately. Um, but I think she's a great matchup for him as far as knowledge goes. They have very different knowledge, so it'll be a fun game. Um, like you said, she's also just fun to watch. She's a great personality. Uh, she guesses on some and she gets them. She's the master of guessing, which is always fun to see. And I really wanted to see what Kevin Smith had. Uh, like you said, he played Chris Jericho and he plays the Floating Flaus. This was like a legit test for him. This is FCL's own Floating Flaus. There you go. FCL's own Floating Flaus. Which, by the way, just awesome job over there, man. Oh, uh, thanks, man. I appreciated your review. You're welcome. We're doing it every week. We're doing it every week. So. Okay, I appreciate um, it. But yeah, no, I think uh, I wanted to see Kevin play someone who has been in the league for a bit. Uh, whether it was just a year, a few years, however many. I wanted to see him play a veteran who has been in this league and knows the game in and out, who has, has wins, has losses, has been up the, the ups and downs. Um, obviously, the match didn't go the way she wanted it to. She struggled with the category in the second round, uh, but I thought he played great. Um, he was obviously close to being a perfect round. If I'm not mistaken, he missed the final question with a challenge. Uh, I think that was his bonus. That was his bonus yeah, question. Yeah, he missed the bonus question. You're correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, Which – we should talk about the challenge because yeah. it was hilarious. But uh, a couple super chats I want to get through real quick. Uh, Kyle Beckworth with the full $5. What a great throwdown. Merle and Collins are in a class above the rest. Already want Merle Collins 3. Congrats to Dan and the Dungeon. Yeah, man. Uh, uh, the trilogy is going to happen. Yeah. Just you know, just give it some time and it will, it will happen. If you build it, they will come. Also, this is from Gardo Cervantes. Great name. Um, winners of Bateman Roca and Oyama Irwin, number one contenders match because those are the next rumored matches I've heard. Sure, sure. And you know what? Dan Merle has history with all four of those guys. Yeah. <laughs> That's how long his <laughs> run has been on top. That's he beat crazy. Irwin twice, right? Yeah, he beat him in New York. Yeah, and then they played last year. They played last year, you're correct. Digitally, yes. yeah. He lost to Oyama. Um, the Roka match, we know what happened there. And then Ben Bateman, he beat twice. So, I mean, yeah. great stuff all around. Tim Sim, fellow H-Townian. Uh, does Merle and Kanopic as Champions Cup as a champions couple remind you of Triple H and Stephanie Power Couple as a professional wrestling fan? Of course, except for Dan Merle and Merle Kanopic aren't evil. And uh, they didn't get married by Triple H, I think, slipping (laughs) Stephanie a Mickey and marrying her in a all-night wedding chapel drive-thru in Las Vegas. I believe those might be some minor differences between the two. That's great television right there. But nevertheless, (laughs) it reeks of the 90s, isn't it? Nevertheless, I understand your reference, Tim Sim. I appreciate it. A couple more Super Chats to get through real quick. Hamstracked. Uh, $10. See, Molly Damon, one penny more. It's not that hard. <laughs> she, we're going to kill me. Uh, the players Smith is playing is not as relevant as the questions he's been answering. It's, it's clear that he's more than just a celebrity player. 1,000% agree with that. Agree. Danny Ramirez, give it up for the FCL team. Danny is a part of that team, of course. And then another 35, Czar. What did I say it was? South African Rand? Yep. Okay. Jake. Are you winning the league now, hoping for a Janish Berlin face? Well, uh, Frank, if you're watching or if you watch us later on, just to let you know, um, I swept up points tonight in the pay-per-view, buddy. 
I got Kevin Smith. I got Dan Merle. Hmm. I currently have Mark Kanopic on my team as well. Come on. Oh, Mama Sita. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. You gotta you gotta make some big moves to catch me, man. Cause I'm I'm a, I'm like the dungeon right now in the fantasy league. I'm, I'm crushing it. I'm crushing it. You know what's been great? The last two nights has just been nothing but crapping on Frank Janish. Yeah, it's and the last best. last it's night. Best. Roxy just went in on him. Uh <laughs> tonight we're you and I. It's just great. It's just great. Okay. Okay. But um back to Kevin Smith. Let's talk about let's talk about that challenge. So Here's the funny thing. I think he says the life and times of Harvey Milk, yes. I believe, was his answer to the yeah. what 2008 uh, autobiographical film stars James Franco, Sean Penn, and uh, uh, Josh Brolin. Last second, he says the life and times of Milk, I think is what he says, of Harvey Milk, one of the two. Sam Levine, who doesn't typically throw the uh, challenge flag, <laughs> uh, comes in with the challenge. And says, you know, that's not the name of the movie. That actually is a different name of a movie, a documentary that came out in the 80s. How he knows that, I don't know unless he has quick <laughs> uh, Twitter fingers. And they take it under the challenge. Now, when the challenge was made, I said, you know what? I think Sam's right on this one. I think he's right. Obviously, if it's the name of a different movie, especially a documentary about the same guy, shouldn't have, you know, it shouldn't rule in Kevin Smith's favor. Did, did you agree with that? I agree. Yeah, yeah absolutely. But Kevin Smith's argument when they returned was genius he is so good at he's just good at the mic is i guess the best way i can say it in general um not just like during the challenge but also like his his side stories before giving an answer is just pure and it's incredible but yeah i i mean if they hadn't already given what the ruling was i think that they probably would have reconsidered um because kept I mean, you have it to take, was a great argument. You have to take it in consideration. He is Kevin Smith. He knows what he's talking about. So it, it's funny to see, you know, as the argument is going on, kind of the wheels turning a little bit. Um, I, I still agree with the challenge, but the argument was was pretty incredible. Well, I mean, for those for those who, who maybe didn't see and y'all are watching this for some unknown reason before watching the matches, we appreciate all the views. Thank you for everybody. And hit the thumbs up, like, share, subscribe, do all that great stuff. Uh, follow me on Twitter at the boat. By the way, everybody watching right now, uh, my handle is not the boat. It's at Brad Gilmore. <laughs> and second, go check it because I found my grandfather's passport from the 1940s. Right, and I got to tell you, Jake, he was a stone cold fox. <laughs> my grandfather, fox swag off the charts, and I posted the picture on the Twitter feed. I want everyone's opinion. I think he's the OG boat. Tell me yay or nay on the Twitter. But um, when he says, look, my other answers, I said something before I said the actual answer. I said, use the Schwartz space balls. I had this long anecdote before I said Jaws. And y'all accepted those answers. But when I say the life and times of Harvey Milk, he said, why, why, is, that, why is that wrong? It, it's a beautiful argument. I probably, if I were, if this was FCL, Steph Sabra and I were on the desk, we conference with PLD, I'd probably be the one person saying, we should give him the point. That's a great point. That's a great point. <laughs> That's why, you know, there's a the team on the FCL, and I'm sure Steph and, uh, and PLD would probably rule against me on that one. But I loved his argument. I agree. I agree. It's I it's a it. perfect way to argue it. If if you have the records or or, as Steph would say, the receipts from round one, um, it's, I mean, how can you not be like, oh, well, he just kind of threw that back in our face. Um, and it's the first time it's ever happened. And as far as like an entertainment value, it was amazing. Um, and it's perfect because it came from Kevin Smith as well. If it came from any, anybody else, you'd be like, oh, but the fact that it came from Kevin Smith makes it that much better. So then we get to the second round. This is kind of where the game got away from Stacey Howard and Kevin Smith ran the table with Whoopi Goldberg. Yep. And I thought that, first of all, I don't know how many times Whoopi's been landed on before, if ever. I'm sure that she's been a, I think that she's been a category before. She just, it just, it was like either this past week or the week before uh, she popped up in one match. I'm not she sure. Popped up, did, did they land on it? They landed on it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah. So it's happened before. That's what I thought. And um, the, 
for him to go perfect on something like Whoopi Goldberg, I thought really did show as one of the people said, he's not just a celebrity player. This guy knows movies. I mean, obviously he's a director makes sense that he knows movies, but the fact that he was able to go that deep with Whoopi. Yeah. That, that sentence didn't sound right coming out. Of <laughs> the fact that he was able to do that. I was thoroughly impressed. I, me too. Me. I mean, look, Whoopi Goldberg doesn't have like a gigantic filmography, but a lot of the movies that she's in, she's not starring in them. There's mm -hmm. a few, right, that she's like the lead, but a lot of the movies, there's other people involved that the story focuses on them. So you can really pull questions in a lot of different directions from her movies. Um, but yeah, I mean, the fact that he ran the table, like you said, on a category like Whoopi Goldberg shows that he is a legit movie trivia competitor. Um, and a lot of that probably does come from his director status, but not all directors are going to know someone's filmography like that, uh, especially on a trivia level. That's big. That's a, that's a big thing that a lot of people were wanting to see from him. Um, Cause I mean, he, look, he played Chris Jericho. It was a fun match. They got categories that kind of lined up with themselves. So Flirt and Flaps was a match as well for him that kind of played. Lined up with themselves. He got Kevin Smith. I, I, I Well, Chris Jericho did. Chris I mean, Jericho Chris Jericho did. got Kevin Smith. Um, but this was like this was like a legit match that he had to kind of work his way through questions and categories. And whether or not that was a strength beforehand, he showed that he can play straight movie trivia in a category like Whoopi Goldberg, which is – kind of that middle ground where you don't know where people are going to lie in it. It's not like a category where like most people crush it or like a very staple category, like an action adventure or something. It's kind of a niche thing and showing that he can crush it. I mean, that's people should be pretty scared of Kevin Smith at this point. I mean, he's three and zero, and he proved tonight that he's kind of a big time guy. Yeah, no, he's definitely, he's definitely the man. Uh, he's definitely the man. I think that he could be the man in, um, in the movie. Trish I would love to see him in a title match. You know, I think that he would need a little bit more coaching on rules and things of that nature. He had to ask his management a few times, is this a multiple thing? What am I doing here? I'm not really sure. But he had the, what did they call it, a whoopee flex? Is that I think, what he called yeah, it? I think Was so. it a whoopee flex? Yeah. He had a good whoopee flex. And then another term that he coined in this match, he went silent Bob yeah. in round number three. Did yep. not have to go at all. Wins by TKO. Uh, Stacey Howard, valiant effort, but I think she was trying to overcome a seven-point deficit at the time, which, yep. correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think that's ever happened. I think the most has been six, I yes. think. I believe might so. have been a seven. There might have been that happened one time, chat, correct me, but I think the most is six. So, um, nevertheless, Kevin Smith and Dan Merle, both victorious here this evening. And there's one other person, Jake, that I want to ask you about who I felt was victorious as well, Winston Marshall. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, we saw earlier in the week, you know, kind of the Jay Washington was the man behind the curtain or what happened or, or, or what, what what have you. But uh, we see Chandru trying to recruit Paul. Paul seems to be going for it. And then we have uh, Laura Kelly, Chandru. They're waiting on Paul. And then, boom, Winston comes on the screen, lays into Chandru. I mean, <laughs> lays into him woo right and then that was enough for laura kelly to be like okay i'll play on swag <laughs> it's very true it was on it like i understand her her reasoning of like this is what i was waiting for from you but it was very like oh yeah sure i'll do it now it yeah, was like a yeah. very sudden turn yeah 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 i i would like to I, you know what i need to reach out to laura kelly because I'm, I'm i'm a big laura kelly fan i'm pr very pro laura kelly on this show and um, I think that the work that she's been doing as a character and as a uh, player has been sensational. But for Wince, this, I remember several weeks ago in the uh, Mara Chandru match, I was a little thrown off at first by Chandru's all of a sudden, Winston, you're the devil, I don't like you thing. Yeah. But man, has this storyline built, and I didn't have the foresight at the time, maybe because I lost my spectacles, my Schmodown spectacles. But I didn't have the foresight at the time to see where this would end up. And for it to be at the position that we're at now, this was sensational, man. I really love Winston. I mean, with the straight fire promo. Absolutely. I mean, I, I he's he's always been good on the mic, but this might be one of my favorite moments because of like what it all meant in the sense of the and the stories and everything. But to your point, the whole story 
there hasn't been a missed opportunity with anything they've done with this storyline. Um, from the very beginning with Chandru, uh, you know, saying all that stuff in the Mar match to Chandru trying to recruit Ace, getting Laura Kelly, Lawn, and and uh, even the Zipper and Winston promo they did to kind of help Winston get a little bit more positivity in his life at that moment. Um, it's been one of my favorites to watch, uh, seeing all the different swag players come into fold. And honestly, it doesn't come at a better time. Swag's struggling. Uh, they, they are really struggling as a faction to get points. They have two, uh, they've gotten TKO two times in a row, uh, which is big, big for them. Uh, one of them being from final exam. Uh, if they can get everybody on the same page back together with Chandra, with Laura, with Paul, everybody, uh, this could be that like turning tide moment for Winston and the crew. And they can turn back the clock and go back to what they did last year and make some damage here in the next couple weeks. Yeah, man. I'm excited to see where it goes. We have Blood Ocean 07 with the 999. Cold call Laura Kelly. I wish I could. I don't have Laura's number. I don't have her <laughs> number. If I did, I would cold call her um, like we did Roxy Stryer last night and uh, uh, Kevin Smets the week before. Uh, Schmodown cold call exclusively on the rundown. No one steal that other shows. Don't steal our ideas. All right. Cold call is the best thing going today. Um, but yeah, man, I, I thought that this throwdown really, I mean, there's been so many good ones this year. So many great pay-per-views. This one is definitely special because Dan Roll wins it for the fifth time. Yeah. I can only imagine. Uh, were you there in New York? No, you weren't no. there in New York when he won the title. You know, there was the you deserve it chance that were deafening. I can only imagine what it would have been like this time for yeah. him to win it again. And uh, last time Dan Murrow won the title, I shared the stage with him, like I said, in, in Atlanta. And it was another special moment. And in, in, uh, in this one, man, five-timers club, he's the only one. It's, it's crazy, and it's funny because the whole week leading up to this match, or maybe even the past couple weeks, uh, it felt from like a small part of the Shimona community that – Dan Murrow almost had something to prove in the match, which is weird to say. He's a four-time champ. He's going up against someone who um, who beat him in overtime, who looked unbeatable. He had un been undefeated. Everyone was calling, Ad uh, calling Adam Collins' name just because he he's looked so unbeatable to this point. Uh, but he proved tonight, like I said earlier, that he is without a doubt the single GOAT that this league has, um, that this game has, uh, the way he battled back, the way he can kind of, you know um, – fought the ups and downs of the game that they gave him tonight. Uh, and again, facing someone who had at the time was just going undefeated, looked like he was just going to run the gauntlet throughout the entire match. Uh, kudos to him and kudos to Kaiser for, for talking him throughout the, throughout the match as well. Um, it definitely looks like him being on the dungeon has helped him. Um, this kind of different mentality that he has going into matches. Uh, and I love it. I love seeing a five-time champ. I mean, it's, it's pretty cool to see him. Like I said, um, through all of these different iterations that we've had throughout the league, uh, he's held the belt in each and one of them. Um, it's pretty cool. It's it's amazing for the league. It's amazing for us as fans. And you've never seen that really in any other sport. In mm -hmm. any other sport, the greatest at one era eventually ages out of it as the game evolves, as the sport evolves, as the uh, competition just gets better. They eventually just age out of it. There's been nobody in – any any game or any sports history who's ever done it like Dan Merle. I mean, yeah. he is first ballot all the way, Hall of Famer, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. At this point, if there ever was a Schmodown Hall of Fame, he deserves his own wing. I would agree with you. I would absolutely agree with you. It, you know what? It should be named after him at this point. Yeah, yeah, it, should, it really should. So congrats to Dan Merle. And Jake Berlin, thanks for joining me uh, on the rundown, man. Why don't you let the people know about certain point of view, who's on the show, where, where they can find it, and where they can find you. Yeah, uh, if you have not heard of a certain point of view, we're a Schmodown After Show. Uh, we're part of the Schmodown Media. We uh, we do match reactions every single week to all the matches. Um, most of the time it's Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, but sometimes things happen. Our main show is on Sunday at 6. Uh, this week, actually, all of you watching are going to be the first to hear this. We actually have John Hoey and Ty Lieberman. Uh, both will be joining us on Sunday. Um, yeah, yeah, cool show to get some inside information from them. Obviously, you guys saw John Hoey won his first match today and Ty Lieberman earlier this week as well. Also, uh, tomorrow is our sideshow happy hour with Jill and Molly. Uh, if you guys want to join that, uh, Rachel Silvestrini will be on that show as well. Uh, it's going to be a blast, a lot of fun, talking to on talking a lot of other stuff as well. And then you can just find me all over social media at Qui-Gon Jake. Two ends because someone else took it before I did. Uh, so you're telling me you weren't creative. You didn't, you didn't, 
Uh, well, I like to tell people that uh, Liam Neeson took it before I did, but that's okay. Okay. Well, you know, maybe he did. Maybe he did. Well, Jake <laughs> Berlin, that is great. And also, I want to give a shout out to everybody um, on, on the broadcast tonight, Mark and Christian, obviously, for killing it. Uh, Jen Sturger and Steph Sabra. Yes. Uh, both both uh, uh, host, co-hosts of mine at one point or another. And then um, all the players, man. Uh, Kevin Smith, Stacey Howard, Dan Merle, and Adam Collins. Congrats again to to the one and only the only man who could do it dan merle listen up man the fact of the matter is this on the five time five time five time five time five time movie trivia showdown the champion now can you dig that pristine so, timing pristine thank timing. you thank you i did i did my best i did my best so for jake berlin I am the boat, Brad Gilmore. This has been the one and only uh, Schmodown Rundown Throwdown After Show, Post Show, whatever you want to call it. You can follow me on all social media at Brad Gilmore. And you know what? Just real quick, because I want to, and I can do whatever I want, because this is my show and Frank isn't here. Check this out, everybody. Check it out. Check it out. FCL this Tuesday, by the way. Two big matches Kofi Outlaw, Devon Stewart. We also will see Nick Harley taking on Knight. But I want to show this to everybody. That's a good-looking man. I'm just saying. That is a good... Nice. Let me take this away. Let me take this away. <laughs> That's a good-looking man. And I want to point something out to you, Jake Berlin. It says relevant people up here. And look who it says. <laughs> For Jake Berlin, on the boat, Brad Gilmore. This is the Schmodown Rundown, and we will see you all next week.